are listening to Meet and Write, a podcast that dives into liturgical worship and how communion really begins after church. Well, welcome everyone to the Meet and Write podcast. I'm happy that you are here listening to us. Want to share some great news. So just a few months ago, my wife and I moved into a new house and we were very ecstatic about getting our first house and, and moving into it. And we said, you know what, we're done with apartment living where people are just always coming and going. Now we have more of a permanent next door neighbor. You know what, we should get to know them since they're our neighbor. So before we went over to knock on their door and introduce ourselves, my wife insisted that we bring something to the door. I was completely content of just coming empty handed and just introducing ourselves. But my wife said we have to bring something and offer something as, as a gift of, of love and, and to welcome them and to, and to introduce ourselves. So we, you know, we stopped and got some box of chocolate and brought it to them as just like a gesture of love, as an offering to them. That similar notion is something that many of us do when we go to a potluck dinner or going to someone's house for the first time, whatever, we feel like we should bring something to the house. We feel like we should bring something to the potluck. Like, it, it feels kind of awkward if you're going to a potluck empty-handed and you're just there bringing just your appetite. But it feels appropriate to bring an offering, to bring an item, to bring something to the party. For any normal gathering, you bring something. For any normal community gathering, you bring something. But for a divine gathering, you also bring something as well. And this divine gathering that I'm talking about is something that many of us know called the liturgy. The liturgy is a divine gathering that occurs every Sunday morning. Actually, even the word liturgy means the work of the people. It's not us just passively standing and we bow down when it's time to bow down. We, you know, we're just tired. When is this over? And we kind of just passively stare at a screen or just look at a book and kind of daydream until the liturgy is over with until it's time for communion. But actually, liturgy is cooperation. It is a community effort for us to work together, for us to worship together, for us to center our entire selves around the Eucharistic table. Something many people notice in the liturgy prayers of our ancient faith is that there are tons and tons and tons of prayers And the fancy word that we use for prayers is litany. So you will see that there's a litany for the travelers, people that are traveling. You'll notice that there's a litany for the air of the heaven. You'll notice that there's a litany for for cattle. You'll notice there's a litany for our, our church leaders. There's also a litany called the litany of the oblations, or the litany of the offering. And the priest begins this prayer by saying this. Remember, O Lord, the sacrifices, the offerings, and thanksgivings of those who have offered to the honor and glory to your holy name. The priest is beginning this this litany by saying, Remember, O Lord, those who offered to you gifts, those who offered to your name. Remember them, O Lord. And the deacon responds to the priest by saying, yeah, let us pray for those who tend for the sacrifices, the offerings, the first fruits, the oil, the incense, the coverings, the reading books, and altar vessels, that Christ our God may reward those who bring these offerings. May God reward them in the heavenly Jerusalem. And Lord, forgive us our sins, 
And the people respond by saying, Lord, have mercy. The priest continues, Lord, receive them. Receive those who have brought gifts to you. Receive them upon your holy, rational altar of heaven as a sweet savor of incense before your greatness in the heavens. The priest is saying, Lord, receive them. Those who have brought to you gifts, those who offer something to you, that sacrifice something to you, receive them just as you receive the incense that we offer to you. Because you have called us to offer incense to you, and the church has been doing that for centuries. And you have asked us to, to worship you that way. So just as we worship you and offer incense to you, people that have brought offering or sacrifice to you receive that as well. The priest continues. Lord, just as you have received the gifts of the righteous Abel, just as you received the sacrifice of our father Abraham, just as you received the gifts of the two mites of the widow, so also receive the thank offerings of us, your servants, those in abundance or those in scarcity, hidden or manifest. We are saying, Lord, receive our offering to you. Those that, that we're giving tons of, maybe that are in abundance, maybe we don't have much, and those that, that are scarce that we give to you. Maybe our offering that we give to you that, that's hidden, that really nobody knows about, that I kind of give it in private, and those that are manifest, that are public, that, that people know what I'm offering. Lord, those who desire to offer it to you but have none, and those who have offered these gifts to you this very day, those who have offered to you, Lord, give them the incorruptible instead of the corruptible. Give them the heavenly instead of the earthly. Lord, give them the eternal instead of the temporal. Everything in their life, Lord, their houses and their stores, Lord, fill them with every good thing. The priest is saying, Lord, that those who have offered any gifts to you, those who have offered anything to you, Lord, don't just give them the blessings of just this temporal world, but give them the blessing that comes after this age. Lord, don't just give them something that's, that's temporary, that's, that's corruptible, but give them something, a blessing that's incorruptible. Give them your heavenly reward in, in, in addition to an earthly reward. Then the priest senses the people, just as the priest senses icons or relics of saints and martyrs who have come before us. The priest senses with the, with the censer to the people and says, Lord, surround them, O Lord, by the power of your holy angels and archangels. As they, the people who have offered gifts, as they remembered your holy name on earth, remember them also, O Lord, in your kingdom. This entire litany, this entire prayer, is focused on people who have offered something to God's name. Why? Why is the church putting this focus on that in such an elaborate prayer for people who offer something to you. And you'll notice that this theme of offering to God is something you'll see in various prayers in our ancient faith. You'll, you'll hear also in the liturgy where the priest says, remember, O Lord, those who have brought to you gifts. Remember them, O Lord. And something you'll also notice in the liturgy of the faithful, the deacon gives a command to the congregation, and, and the deacon tells the people, greet one another. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Once you have greeted one another, the deacon says, offer in order. Now let us stand with trembling, with reverence, with fear to God our Father, and let us continue to worship by all of us looking toward the east. 
Why on earth is the church making such a big deal about offering? And why is this theme mentioned over 710 times in the Bible, in Scripture, about the theme of offering? When we really look at, at this litany, the litany of the offering or litany of the oblations, you see a lot of funky stuff that we are, are remembering or a lot of things that we're praying for that, that kind of seem outdated. Like you hear the, the priest saying, Lord, remember those who have brought to you the offering. Remember those who have brought the sacrifice of oil or incense and reading books and altar vessels. Lord, reward them. Okay, let's be real. I mean, at least for my church, no one is, is sitting there bringing the oil, the incense every Sunday. No one's bringing any of that stuff. So why are we praying for that? For sure, there's a lot of historical context to our ancient prayers that have existed for centuries. Okay, but now we're in a different era. So what does that mean? Are we really praying for those who have brought like the incense, the oil? I mean, like we're not really praying for those specific people that have brought the incense. But we are praying for those who offer something to God. And you and I, if we realize it or not, are offering something to God every time we come to unite with him on Sundays. When I come to liturgy, I offer my mind. I offer my body. I offer my entire selves, my entire self, to be united with God. I, have, I, I can just sit there passively and just, just wait until liturgy is over, or I can say, you know what? I'm going to offer every aspect. I'm going to offer my intention. I'm going to offer my mind. I'm going to offer every part of who I am so I can become one with my heavenly Father. This is my offering that I offer to Him. For a lot of people that serve in the church, for a lot of people that volunteer, you are offering something to God. Deacons, even if you're tired and exhausted, but you are still chanting with energy, you are still bringing unity to, to, the, to the deacons, and you're still offering your service as a deacon, even though you feel like, you know what, I'm tired of singing, I don't want to sing, I'm not in the front row, I don't want to sing. But you chanting brings energy, brings a high spirit to the body of Christ, and it encourages other to chant with you. This is your offering. This is your sacrifice that you are giving to God. Servants and, and, and teachers of Sunday school, that you, ha you have busy, long weeks and don't really have much time, but for you to offer every aspect of, of, of your energy and time and yourselves to your children, to your classes on Sunday, this is your offering. And the church prays for you and saying, Lord, the people that who offer sacrifices to you, give them the heavenly instead of the earthly. Give them the eternal instead of the temporal. Lord, give them your blessing because what they offer to you, they're offering everything that they have, they're offering it to you to your name, to the honor and glory of your holy name. For every single person in the body of Christ, your offering, include, in addition to, to your Sunday school service or as deacons, Every single one of us have an offering of, of extending love and welcome and hospitality to somebody that's new to our church. Instead of us just sticking with the people we know, maybe our offering is to extend a greeting, a welcome, a hug to somebody we haven't seen for a while. This is our extension of, of, of God's love that's within us. We continue to extend that and offer that to other people, maybe people we haven't seen for a while. Or maybe people, you know what, let's face it, maybe we don't get along with it. But for me to extend that, that's my offering that I give back to my heavenly Father.
There's another offering that all of us give on Sunday morning without many of us really realizing it. On Sundays, I, I hope everyone knows, we're fasting. That we're, we're not having breakfast or coffee in the morning, but we come with an empty stomach to church in order for, for God to fill us, to nourish us. I want to share with one, I want to share one aspect or one quote from a fourth century bishop who goes by the name of St. John Chrysostom. And he says this about fasting. He says that fasting is not just something you just do for the sake of doing, that you're doing it to supplement spiritual growth, that it's a self-discipline that I add to my physical body in order for my spiritual body to be nourished, that it's something that, that maybe I'm hungry physically, but when I'm hungry physically, it reminds me that I need to be hungry for spiritual things. I need to be hungry for the love for my heavenly father. So St. John says this, that we fast to offer our entire selves to the dedication of spiritual things, having distanced ourselves from secular things. St. John is saying that we fast to offer our entire selves to focus, to put our dedication, to put our, our, our entire energy toward spiritual things and not just on the temporal things that come and go. Our Sunday mornings, my relationship, my walk toward my Heavenly Father involves me offering my, myself, myself, my gifts, my talents, my energy, whatever it is, this is what I offer to God. Not for me just to be a consumer and me only come to God when I need something. I only talk to Him or pray to Him when I'm in need of something. That's a consumer mentality. But what, what, what my Heavenly Father desires is synergy, is for me to, to continue to cooperate with Him, for me to continue to walk toward Him, where it's not just one way, where I ask something from Him. Just like if I'm invited to a potluck dinner, or I'm invited to, to a party, I want to bring something out of my love for the person. They invited me to their house. I, I'm going to bring something to, to show love between us, and not just me being a consumer and just me coming with my appetite and that's it. I want to bring something out of my love for that person. God loved us, and my only reaction, my only response, because he loves me, is for me to bring something. Myself, my entire, who I am, this is what I offer back to God. Even in our ancient prayers, you'll notice in the liturgy we pray this, that, Lord, we offer unto you what is yours. We, whatever I offer to you, God, is already, it already belongs to you. Like, we offer to you this bread and this wine, that you know, somebody just made this morning, somebody picked up this wine from whatever store. We offer, this is already yours. This wine is already yours. This bread is already yours. But we offered unto you for everything concerning everything. And Lord, who I am, I am already yours. Like you made me, you are my divine designer. You have given me everything, my strength, my weakness, my gifts, my talents. You have given me everything. And I offer that back to you out of my love for you. So the next time that we come to church and we hear of, of, of offering, that let it be a reminder that, you know what, I need to give myself in whatever way. I need to extend that unconditional love back to others. I need to extend my, my gifts, my talents, whatever that, that might be. That, that includes my donation. That includes my, my, my financial part of who I am, my, my, my gifts, my talents, my time, my energy, whatever it is that I offer back to God. What is already yours? You have been listening to Meet and Write. For more episodes and resources, make sure to check out CopticHymnsInEnglish.com.